Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. Just ran that intro twice. I hope it worked. Anyway, guys, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast. As usual, I'm uh, struggling to get everything together today. Welcome to uh, the podcast. I'm your host, Rav Holly. Uh, welcome for this. What is it? Wednesday, June the 30th. Is that right? I think I'm right there. Yes, June 30th. You know, I say that and it just blows my mind that it's June the 30th and the month of June is already gone. So absolutely blows my mind. Let's see who we got in the chat here. Uh, looks like we got the stream elements bot in the chat. All right. Good deal. Anyway, uh, so on today's show, uh, got a one for you. We're going to be talking about this K-pop star or this K-pop. What, wait a minute. Let me let me restart. We're going to be talking about this person that uh, recently came out. Um, they recently came out as Korean, but they are an English influencer, I believe, from the UK. And uh, you know, previously they were white or Anglo-Saxon, I believe. And uh, now I guess they are Korean. So. That's going to be our topic for today's show. We got the B camera running here. Not sure. Uh, I hope the audio is still running. It's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy uh, trying to get these two cameras set up right. Uh, hey, Matilda, so good to see you. Yeah, you finally caught the live again. That's awesome. So good to see you. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to be talking. Uh, if you haven't heard. Or if this isn't, can you hear me, Matilda? Uh, let me go to B camera. I want to see if I, you can hear me on B camera. Can you still hear me? Or is it cutting out the, or is it cutting out the audio? Hopefully you can still hear me. Anyway, um, there is this uh, new thing in the news today that caught my attention. And it's a, uh, this person that's, you know, previously, I guess what you would call them is Anglo-Saxon or white. And uh, they went through a lot of surgeries. And oh, thank you, Joe. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, and uh, they went through these all these surgeries, and now they have come out. And it's a non-binary person. Let's not forget that one. They're non-binary, and uh, they have now come out that they are actually Korean. So we're going to get into it today on the show. So without uh, further ado. Uh, let's hit that intro, shall we? All right. Again, welcome to the show for this June 30th. Wednesday, 2021. We're streaming this with StreamYard, but, um... I'm going to be figuring out if I can multi-stream to YouTube and to um, YouTube and to Twitch with just OBS, which is a different software that's a free software. There's a good possibility that I will be uh, canceling my uh, paid professional subscription to StreamYard here. Uh, it's about $30 a month. I really like StreamYard. 
I'm probably going to do like a review video before I cancel my subscription. Uh, the reason I'm canceling is because, uh, as many of you know, I got demonetized by the YouTube um, overlords. So I don't make any money off of this anymore. So I've been paying for StreamYard now for the last four or five months while not bringing any money in. So it's just an overhead that I'm going to pretty much uh, probably let go of. I've actually already figured out how to... Uh, <clears throat> hey, Random Stacker, good to see you, brother. Random Nomad, for those of you that don't know, Random Nomad has started another channel. His other channel's Random Stacker, where I believe he's talking about... I think you're talking about coins. Am I right, Random Nomad? Like a like coins and stuff like uh maybe uh coins that might be worth something like valuable coins but anyway uh yeah probably i'm maybe going to be letting go of uh the Streamyard software here it's so easy i do love the Streamyard software it makes things so so simple when it comes to streaming i have these gnats that fly around in my office and i don't know where they're coming from uh it makes things so so easy uh, as far as streaming. So I'm a little I'm I'm pretty lazy, so I do love the convenience of StreamYard. But like I said, it's a $30 a month overhead that when you're not bringing any money in, you kind of got to like sometimes make some uh, you know, make some adjustments. Oh, a random stackers as I forgot was on the end of the channel. No, no problems, brother. So if you do catch the live streams here, if you enjoy the live streams here, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to work that yet. Um, if you saw my last video from yesterday, it was a recorded video. I know random stacker saw it, uh, but that may be what I go to here on YouTube because YouTube is either shadow banned me or something because I get no traction on my videos here anymore. So very few people are seeing them. So I just can't see to continue to pay the $30 to be able to live stream here to YouTube uh, when I may just be streaming live on Twitch when uh, I get affiliate when I finally reach affiliate on Twitch and can get monetized on Twitch. Of course, my mouth will probably get me demonetized on Twitch as well. So, you know, it is what it is. A random stacker says, look into doing a premiere video. Yeah, a premiere video. I've looked at that. I looked at that when YouTube, uh, you know, when they introduced that a couple of years ago. And I think if I had a premiere video, I'd want it to be something, you know, that's premiere worthy. Does that make sense? Like if I was, you know, at an event or, you know, having a, you know, my own, if I directed a music video and had, was having a music video release party, that's pretty much what that's aimed at. I know you can kind of talk and stuff. Uh, Random Nomad says, Twitch never works for me. Hmm. Uh, well, hopefully... Uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully we can get something going there. I'm going to look into OBS because I think you can stream to Twitch and to YouTube with OBS. I've just never done it, I don't believe. But I did uh, set up and do a stream the other day through, you know, like the podcast. If you saw my last video, that was all streamed with OBS. It wasn't streamed with StreamYard. We're streaming right now with StreamYard. But anyway, we're talking, I'm just talking about stuff that, you know, people probably not wanting to hear. So let's jump over here uh, now and uh, we're going to jump over here and uh, we're going to do a screen share and we're going to talk about a little bit about um, this thing 
that is going on with um, this thing that is going on with uh, oh wow I did a screen share there this thing that's going on with this influencer see I've got this set up on OBS now and I actually kind of like the way it works on OBS better than I do StreamYard though as far as this uh, let's see here is that what we want not really that wasn't what I wanted I wanted just uh, me and the me and the screen share instead of both cameras but I can't do that oh well we'll just run it like this so as, if anybody has seen this here we go Bing news let's see what we got here so has anybody seen this thing it's pretty hilarious if you ask me I mean it's pretty funny I mean uh, I mean it is what it is but so British influencer Ollie London reveals they've been told to kill themselves for coming out as transracial while others have threatened to gun them down after 19 surgeries to look like a K-pop star. Now, what they failed to mention there is, uh, <clears throat> it says comes out as trans transracial, but he came out as Korean. This is an English UK pop star, English influencer from the UK. And he has now come out as being, I think this is this uh, no sound. Yeah, this may be my. Uh, okay, let me do something here. Testing. Is the sound working now? No sound still. There you go. Okay. This may be my last uh, StreamYard stream. I think I'm pretty much I'm paying $30. Like I said, paying $30 a month for this. And I'm pretty much over it. It actually works better when I start screen sharing. It actually works a lot better with uh, just OBS than it does with StreamYard. I don't ever kill the stream, uh, you know, moving things around with, with OBS, which is a free software. It's just you can't multi-stream with it. So anyway, I was trying to get back out to, uh, was trying to get back out to, and I just clicked the wrong, I was looking to find a different story here. Then that one that we pulled up there to begin with, let's try MSNBC here. It looks like it's going to be a video. So this one's better. Influencer now identifies as Korean after eight scenes, 18 surgeries to look like Jimin from BTS. So if you don't know who BTS is, BTS is one of these Korean uh, pop, Korean 
pop, uh, K-pop bands, and they're super, super famous. I mean, they're like one of the most, their videos do like the best on YouTube out of anybody. Like, I could be mistaken, but I believe that, you know, they even outdo, their numbers outdo like Justin Bieber, their numbers outdo, you know, uh, you know, like Ariana Grande, uh, all, all of them, you know what I mean? So, um, man, this screen share does not work very well with two cameras. Okay. I want, here we go. There we go. Now we want this camera and screen share. Man, this is pissing me off. Hmm. Looks like that's the only way we can do it. So anyway, um, Trav man, what's going on? The font size is small. Don't forget to zoom in, hold control and use mouse to scroll and zoom. Oh yeah. You guys can't see up there. Let me see if I can blow it up a little for you. There we go. Now you guys should be able to see it better. So anyway, you can see here, this is from his Instagram page. Uh, he's got, he's been on TMZ influencer. I'm finally Korean had 18 surgeries to look like BTS singer. So, you know, I posted, a thank you, Trav, man. I appreciate that. You guys are amazing, man. I do appreciate all the help you guys give me when I'm trying to run these streams and forgetting stuff. So, um, I, um, I posted an Instagram, I think, and I probably triggered a lot of people about this uh, whole thing here. You know, I told them, I basically said, don't get mad now. You know what I mean? You guys created this clown world. So don't get, don't get pissed off now. You know, I mean, this is no different. So, and here's another thing I wanted to say really quick about this is that, um, I was watching a video and it was like in a react, it was, it was a video where, why is this saying B cam? Instead of my name, hold on a second. Let me see if I can fix something here. Something's wrong. So that's that is B cam. This is not B cam. String. Yeah, they say both say BCAM, but it didn't when I first come in here. Hmm. Let's see. I know there's a way to just stop that. Let me see if I can just turn it off. There we go. All right. So, uh, so you see, that's, I mean, this is why I think I'm done with StreamYard. I mean, I'm paying $30 a month for this. And I, I streamed the other day or yesterday on OBS, uh, which I was just recording for the video I did yesterday. I didn't stream it live. I just recorded what I was doing. Had none of these issues, none of these problems. It just works. Uh, it's just a lot harder to get the string, get everything going, uh, than StreamYard. StreamYard's very, very convenient for just, you know, putting your stuff in there and then going live, which you don't have to do hardly any setup, which on OBS, it takes forever to get everything set up and ready to go. Uh, 
But anyway, this uh, fucking fucking gnats. I'm just losing my mind today. There's gnats flying around, and I don't know where I'm getting them in my office because there's no windows. There's only one door. Um, but it's like fruit flies. I can't get rid of them. Anyway, this BTS guy, you know, I said, don't get mad now. Or my point was, is don't be getting mad now because there's no difference than this guy. Then, you know, someone coming out as transgender. And then I was watching a video and uh, it was like a bunch of people like watching this guy on TMZ or something. And then they all just started laughing when he said he came out as Korean, like a whole, there was like a ton of people. I mean, we're talking like a whole restaurant or a whole bar full of people. And they all started laughing. They thought that shit was so funny. It's the same thing as somebody saying they're coming out as, you know, as transgender and that they're a woman now when they were born a male. It's the same thing. I laughed when I started hearing that stuff. And somehow we've normalized that through the media, through the mainstream media. We've normalized this whole thing of somebody coming out, you know, like me deciding to come out as female. You know, if I decide tomorrow, you know, okay, I'm, I'm female now. I'm, I'm not a male. I'm female now. You know, like that's like it's it's clown world is what I call it. It's what I call it on my Instagram stories and people get triggered and so mad. But I call it clown world. It's this clown world, bozo, bizarro world bullshit. And uh, it's what got me demonetized on YouTube. I've had people like make comments like you shouldn't be saying what you're saying. YouTube should be banning you. You should 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 throw you off of YouTube. And I stepped back and tried to be a good boy, you know, and be a conformist and conform to everything that they were telling me I needed to do because I wanted to get my, I still would love to get my monetization back. But with that being said, with that being said, I'm looking right at the camera. I'm going to always be me and I'm going to tell the truth. And I don't give up. Let me find my, see if my buzzer's working today. I don't give up. What YouTube says, what Facebook says, what any of them says, because they've proved already with this uh, Wuhan lab leak uh, that they threw me off of Facebook for. They've they've already they've already proven themselves to be unreliable with their fact checking and to be mother liars. They're all liars. They're all liars. And another thing that's going around right now is I guess there's this Republican senator that is uh, he set up like a press conference today and had like five people who's had adverse reactions from being vaccinated. Now, number one, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've said this before. I'm not an hey, monster John. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't care if you get vaccinated or if you don't get vaccinated. But I do want you to realize that you are being like a test dummy. You're the test dummy if you do get vaccinated. That's how they test these vaccines. They put them out to the public. I said it on the last broadcast. I'll say it again. It's like people these days don't realize this. And my whole thing is, as I look back at history, like how well did that we do in the past? How well did we do in the past when we were doing this kind of thing? And they did this before when Gerald Ford was president back in 76, 77, you know, they were having a rah, 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 you know, be an American patriot, you know, and it was the conservatives back then. 
It was basically that, you know, the Republicans, you know, talking about, you know, you do your part for America, get vaccinated. Today, it's right the opposite. Today, it's the it's the liberal left. You know, uh, you got to get vaccinated. You got to do what you, you know, everything you have to do to get vaccinated. Okay. So if we look back, if we go back to what happened in 77, this also happened in 2009, like 11 years ago when the H1N1 with that vaccine there were people that were paralyzed and so there it's coming out now with this new vaccine that there's been some adverse effects they had a girl that was 12 years old she's in a wheelchair now and she's got like what calls it an ng tube that's feeding her uh after she got vaccinated and her mother gave a speech talking about because you know, she was in the trials for teens for the pfizer and now she's in a wheelchair and this is all stuff you know nowadays you can't even talk about it you know, if you get talk, if you talk about it, you know, you get thrown off social media or you get thrown off YouTube or you, because you're talking about it. Well, I got thrown off uh, Facebook for talking about the Wuhan lab leak back a year ago because I never believed it came from a wet market. I always at very first I was like, oh, that makes sense because I'd heard about viruses before, you know, jumping from animals. That's usually how that happens, like with Ebola and stuff. But then, you know, I found out that there was a lab in China. They study coronaviruses and it's called the Wu the Wuhan coronavirus lab. You know, what's the what's the virus called again? Somebody fill me in. So I mean you put two and two together. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out there's a good possibility that, you know, uh something happened, you know, with a the lab there. I mean, there's been movies, you know, the talk, you know, the, there's been movies in the past where, you know, they, the lab screws up and the virus or whatever escapes from the lab. You know, we've had movies about this. Anyway, let's jump back into the chat here. Monster John, good to see you, man. You still playing some Call of Duty, buddy? I've got to get back on my Call of Duty game, but I've just been... I'm just so like uh, disenfranchised with Call of Duty with all the cheating and I don't really care that much for the for the season four. I'm actually looking at doing maybe playing something else for a change. Travman says, let's see what Travman says. Travman says, yeah, they're like mold or fruit flies. They look like little specks of dust floating around in the air. Yeah, I think they're fruit flies. But I don't have any fruit in here. I've never had any fruit in my office. So I don't know where the hell they're coming from. The only thing I can think of is uh, my dog has dog food from time to, you know, I mean, but I don't know, like, doesn't, doesn't make sense. Rav rant. Love it. Matilda says, yeah, you got me. They've got me ranting again, Matilda. If you haven't, you haven't been in here lately, uh, like the last, you know, month, two months, my podcast have just been, you know, I just pick up some pick out some mundane subject from the day you can ask trav man or uh, you can ask a uh, random nomad for sure he's always here and i just you know randomly talk about something that you know doesn't really get my you know doesn't really get my soul stirring i should say but lately i've just been like you know what f it i'm just going to talk about whatever the hell i want to talk about and uh you know this whole thing with this k-pop star or this uh English. He's not even a K-pop star. He's just an English, English, uh, white guy influencer who has now come out as Korean. And, you know, the sad part about that is, is back in the day when this whole, when people, you know, started coming out as gay and then you started having people come out as trans, I was all for it, all with it. You know what I mean? I'm like, let people do whatever they want to do to be happy was my philosophy in life. I didn't think they were hurting anybody. I didn't see anything wrong with it. 
but I would hear people that were crazy right wingers, you know, like crazy Republicans say stuff like, well, if you, if you let them come out as a, you know, goddamn, you let them come out as a, you know, a, if you let some man come out as a girl, what's next? You know, people's going to start coming out as black or they're going to start trying to come out as dogs, you know, and I'd be like, man, that is so stupid. Like nobody's even going there. So why are you, why are you dragging into why are you dragging this into that territory and going there when nobody else is going there? They were right. I've had to backtrack. I've had to rethink it. They were right. Because if you give people an inch, they're going to try to take a mile. Uh, you know, so now we're living in bizarro world times. You know, we're just stupid shit is happening on a regular basis and it's being spoon fed through us. It's being shoved down our throats through the media, even from the government. I mean, this woke culture that we're living in and, uh, you know, I rail against it. If you go look at my Instagram story right now, dude, like uh, I said, my pronouns are go, go, you. That's my pronouns. You're not going to put me in your box. Everybody's got to be, you know, a conformist. You got to get vaccinated. You got to use your pronouns. You can't offend anybody. All this bullshit. Trapman says the other, another fact you got to look at what area of the planet did the coronavirus come from as far as goes to the population? How many kids could they have per family household? Very true. You know, and that's a whole nother rant for me is, uh, you know, being on Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago, I got into it on Clubhouse with, uh, you know, a couple of people that lean way left uh, because I said something about China, you know, and the virus. And they're like, oh, that's racist. I was like, what? And they're like, you can't say that. That's racist. I'm like, what's racist? That the the virus came from China or that oh, I called it the Wuhan virus is what I called it. And they're like, you can't say that it's racist. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I started going back through history, like, uh, you know, the Spanish flu, all of these viruses in the past that have been named, you know, or illnesses that have been named by where they originated. And these two, you know, millennials were talking about, you can't say that it's racist. Can't say that. Can't say that. That's racist. You can't call it the Wuhan virus or the China virus or anything like that because uh, that's racist. My whole thing is, is why are you so fucking worried about China? And this one kid was just, he was all on China's nuts. So I was like, why are you so into China? If you're so into China, if you're so into communism, you're so into China, you're such a big uh, cheerleader for China, move to fucking China. Go. We don't want you here. Find the first plane. Go. You can you can move there. There's lots of Australian expats that expats that live there. There's lots of people from the UK that live there. There's even Americans that live there. If you're so in love with China, if you're so in love with communism, buy a plane ticket and get the fuck out. Go. We don't want you here anyway. If you hate the United States, if you hate the American flag, if you hate capitalism, get the fuck out. Go. And that's the way I feel about it. And uh, their whole thing was, no, we're going to change this country. No, you're not. 
You know why? Because people are waking up. People are tired of your bullshit. People are going to start pushing back. And we're starting to very see the very tip of that. I'm even seeing my liberal friends starting to push back, starting to post stuff that's a little bit controversial on Instagram because they don't agree with this bullshit, but they're too scared to say anything because they don't want to get canceled because of cancel culture. Matilda says the F virus was absolutely created in a lab. Absolutely it was created in a lab. And, you know, I heard months ago uh, from, I don't remember who it was, but I heard months ago that somebody was saying that, uh, you know, that scientists, that there was some scientists that was looking at the genetic makeup of this virus and there's stuff that was, that's in this virus that is, can only be contributed be, to be man influenced or influenced by humans. Uh, that you wouldn't find these these keynotes or whatever they are in, in a virus that, you know, originated in, in the wild. So that's, you know, and but the whole thing is, is mainstream media, they've, they've basically, uh, you know, what's the word? They've, uh, they've suppressed, that's the word I'm looking for. They've suppressed this all along because they don't want people to know the truth. And the problem is, it's not a problem, but it's what I'm waiting for is because people are going to wake up and people are going to see them for what they are and they're going to lose all of their credibility. And the crazy thing is, is Trump was screaming fake news, fake news for four years and people were so triggered by that. And now people are going to start realizing and people are realizing even on the left, especially with this Wuhan thing, this Wuhan lab leak thing that's now pretty much you know solidified that that's exactly how it happened that people realize like oh shit like and you know like myself i got thrown off facebook for 30 days and i'm thrown off facebook right now for 30 days as well i'm like on my i have like 20 days left before i can get back on facebook because i said the i said something about the virus again you know so facebook throws you off which you know it's like whatever good thanks for doing me a favor facebook uh you know I was, you know, no reason to waste my time on Facebook, right? Uh, but anyway, um, you know, they were suppressing all that information and throwing people off of social media for saying anything about there was a possibility that there, you know, that the virus leaked from a lab. I'm talking about a year ago, not recently. Like a year ago, I got banned for 30 days on Facebook for saying, you know, there's a good possibility that this virus came from the lab and didn't come from a wet market. Boom. Somebody reported me and I was gone. We got into a little heated debate about it. And then they reported me for bullying and poop. I was gone uh, for 30 days. So, uh, or it was, that was a bullying. I can't remember what they are, false information or whatever, you know, Facebook deems it. But now they've had to eat their words. So now we know that Facebook was wrong and I was right. So how does that make Facebook look? And then under all of my little posts, Facebook, you know, put their little fact check stuff. You know, you got to check the facts. We got to check the facts. You got to read this little thing under his post because here's the facts. Guess what? Those facts are nothing more than propaganda and lies, which we now know because they said it didn't come from a lab. That was their fact checkers. Their fact checkers were wrong. So if their fact checkers were wrong about that, what else have their fact checkers been wrong about? Their fact checkers are wrong about anything that they believe that's their own agenda and ideology. That is what they're wrong about. They're not facts at all. It's government propaganda. 
you know, just like the Gestapo used to deliver those little pamphlets from airplanes that they'd drop out, you know, for people to read propaganda. It's not facts at all. I think we're 32 minutes into the broadcast, but yeah. So, you know, people are so triggered now by this guy that's, you know, come out as Korean and I, I don't, you know, how can you rail against him? Uh, and, you know, be totally on board with, you know, somebody coming out as non-binary or somebody coming out as, you know, some guy coming out as a woman. It's all the same bozo bullshit when it comes right down to it. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I don't have anything against trans people. I don't have anything against gay people. I don't have anything against Indian people, black people, Chinese people, whatever. I don't have anything against anybody. I'm like, live your life. But when you start pushing your ideology on me, then I got a problem with it. If I don't believe in it, I'm not, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing YouTube can do to force me to believe in your bullshit. Yes, I will be nice and I will call you a female. If you're a dude with a dick that wants to be a, that wants to be a woman, if that's what you want to be. You're never going to be a woman, but I'll be nice and call you a her or whatever, you know, just so I don't hurt your feelings to your face. But I'll also tell you to affect your face. I don't give a fuck what you look like. You may look just like a woman or a biological woman. You will never be a woman. You will never have a menstruation period. You will never get pregnant. You will never give birth. The only way you could ever be a parent is to adopt. You know what I'm saying? If you're transitioning to a woman and you were born with a penis, that's the facts of life. That's just the way it is. If you are a female or a woman that was born a woman and you're born with a vagina and you are transitioning to a man, you will always be a woman. You may, you know, you may even get a hysterectomy. So you don't have your uh, menstrual cycle on a monthly basis basis or you know you might get a mastectomy and have your breasts removed and do all of these things that you need to do you know to appear as a man and take you may take testosterone so you can grow a beard and a mustache i don't give a shit what you do you're still a woman you'll always be a woman put you into a room with a hundred men that were born with penises and most of those men could probably beat the brakes off of you. Literally. Like beat the living dogs out of you. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. You'll always be a woman. You know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. Just because you look like a man or just because you look like a woman, you know, doesn't mean you are one. And I know that's, what is it, transphobic to say this stuff? Yeah, maybe I'm not, like I said, I don't have anything against you. Live your life. Have a good time. If you, if you want to, you know, I do believe that people are born that way. I'll be the first to tell you. I've said that for years. I believe people are born gay. I believe people are born, you know, trans. I believe there's a, you know, a people in the world that they're just born with the wrong identity inside. A perfect example of that is growing up with my cousin. Uh, I have a cousin. I'm not going to put his name out here on this podcast. Uh, but I have a, 
Yeah, I talked about that, Matilda, on yesterday's uh, video. Ciro, so brave to come out as Korean, right? So brave, Ciro. So, so brave to come out as Korean. I don't know what I want to be. I think, isn't that, a, you know, for the leftists, though, isn't that cultural appropriation? Is that why the leftists are so mad? Uh, but my whole thing was watching the leftists laugh like it was silly that he was coming out as Korean. Well, it's silly if he came, that he came out as non-binary because it's a him. You keep hearing me say he, 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 he. It's a him. Matilda says, I think that I think that'll really be a reality one day. What is that, Matilda? What do you think will be a reality? I mean, it doesn't matter what science does. I mean, it might be, you know, I'm sure down the road, you know, who knows, 50 years from now, they may be able to make a dude have a menstrual cycle or whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're born with, that's what you are. I mean, as far as your sex. I mean, it's unfortunate if you were born and you feel like a woman on the inside, but you were born with a penis. It's unfortunate. I don't know why that's happening. It's got to be something to do with, you know, your, your, your brain development or something developing when you were being, when you were growing in your mother's womb, somewhere the wires got crossed in there while you were developing. Because, uh, you know, I have a lot of religious people in my family and they don't believe that, you know, gay people are born gay or whatever. They believe that they absolutely believe it's like a choice. And I was having this conversation, I think, with my stepmom or someone. And they were saying that. And I'm like, maybe it was my dad. You know, they're all Texans, old Texans, you know, that believe, you know, the conservative way. But I was telling my dad, you know, I have a cousin. And I'm not going to mention his, his name on this podcast, but I have a cousin that I grew up with. We knew, and he's older than I am. He's four or five years older than I am. So when I was like in probably like sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade, he was already like in eighth or ninth grade, I guess. Uh, but I knew he was gay. I didn't even know what gay was, but I knew he was different. Does that make sense? He exhibited all of the signs of being gay. We just didn't know what gay was at that time. But we knew, I used to ask my aunt, like, what's wrong with him? I used to say his name. What's wrong with so-and-so? And she'd be like, what do you mean? I'd be like, why does he talk like that? Because he had that very distinct, that dialect that gay men use. He was using that when we were kids. And we grew up in the middle of motherfucking nowhere on a ran on ra doing ranch life. You know what I mean? He was roping calves and he was, he was a, a great calf roper. Like his, my older cousin, that's his older brother wanted to be a perfect. He's a, he's a professional roper now, but his younger brother was already always better at those things than he was, which drove his older brother crazy because he didn't care anything about it. It wasn't his thing. You know, he's like a big somebody in like a medical facility now, like in Dallas or, I don't remember where he's at. I can't remember. I think he's in Phoenix. I heard last he was in Dallas. Now he's in Phoenix and he's like the, he's like the head chief person of some big medical facility or something. I mean, he's done well for himself, but we knew as kids, 
I mean, he had that gay guy dialect when we were kids. So that whole thing, you know, I used to think it was thing. I used to think that gay dialect was dudes putting that on. You know what I mean? I think they play that up some when they get around each other and stuff. But when they start talking like, you know, you know, when they start talking like, oh, hey, girl, you know, and all that stuff. I used to think that was just an act. But then I got to thinking about, you know, my cousin talked like that shit when we were kids. He had that that little lisp, that little, that little gay, you know, and we grew up, like I said, we rode the school bus 14 miles to get to school. It took me an hour and a half every morning to get to school. And my cousin was talking like that shit back in the seventies. So you can't convince me that they're not born that way. Cause I think they are born that way. And that's why I believe, you know, I'm all for if gay people want to get married, whatever, you know, do your thing. I don't care about that stuff. I've been pro gay marriage, whatever. Uh, I will say, you know, getting older and I guess as you get older that you always get more conservative. I actually look now, uh, I've been doing some soul searching or thinking to myself, you know, when you look at, uh, I believe children should have a mother and a father and they should live in a household with a mother and a father. And I absolutely believe that that's a lot of what the problem is with society today. I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't lock our doors. We didn't lock the door at night in the front of our house. I mean, I tell people, I, I tell these kids this these days, these millennials, and they don't believe that. No, we didn't lock the door. When we went to sleep at night, sometimes we left the freaking made the main door open and just left the screen door closed. Uh, to get more airflow through the house. You know what I mean? Like at night, we didn't even lock the doors. We would pull up in our vehicles. My dad would pull up in the front yard or pull up at the house in the drive, get out of the truck, leave all the windows down and leave, leave the keys in the ignition. Kids can't fathom that these days. Millennials cannot even fathom that that was the case. But that's the that's where I grew up. So these millennials, they want to look at, you know, how much, you know, they've improved the world and they're so smart. Are you? How much have you really improved the world? How much have we actually progressed? Because in a lot of things we've digressed. Because now my dad out on the ranch, he has to lock everything up. People have come out, tried to get stole stuff out of his barn. So now he has to lock the barn up and he's got locks on everything around the house. We that didn't, I mean, even into the nineties, nothing was locked up. We didn't have to lock anything up because there was a moral fortitude for Americans that doesn't exist today anywhere in this country. You have a bad element of everyone. And I don't know exactly where that came from or how that got created. I think a lot of it is stems from divorce. I think if you look, I have a freaking nat on my hat. I think if you look at, um, I think if you look at a lot of the down, the downtrodden, and I think if you look at society in general, like this slope where we've backslid, I think a lot of that absolutely is in my opinion, because of divorce. I think when a child was raised in a two-parent household their entire lives, which if you look back at the 40s, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, into the 60s, even into the beginning of the 70s, I think the divorce rate started skyrocketing into the 70s. You know, uh, 
that's when it all changed. And that's when women went to work, you know, uh, it used to be the mom stayed home and took care of the kids, raised the kids. Dad got out, went to work and took care of the family. And it's such a funny thing because, uh, you know, I love conspiracies. I love to listen to conspiracies and I read every def- every conspiracy that comes out and I read this stuff and I can't remember what book it was that I read. It might not have been a book. It was an article I read on the internet or something, but it was a deal I read about four years ago or five years ago. I kind of stumbled onto it and uh, it was a guy in this book. I want to say it was he was like a government official or something and he had been in the government back in the 70s or something. And so he knew what was going on back in the fifties. And he was talking about that. It was a government sponsored thing for women to go to work. It was a billionaire sponsored thing. He was saying it was like, uh, you know, it was, it was a thing from, uh, Oh my God, what's the old family? Uh, the Rockefellers, like that Rockefeller type, those Rockefeller business people from back in that day, they're the ones that promoted the the women's liberation. They're the ones that dreamed that up. They're the ones, and, and they pushed that into our government because they wanted that, because when women were staying home, that meant half of the population of the United States weren't working and weren't earning taxes. And the government wanted more money for taxes. So they, back in the 70s, started pushing, or the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, started pushing this narrative to get women out of the house and get them to go to work and started started talking about women's rights. And everybody was on that bandwagon after a certain time. People fought it to begin with, you know, uh, especially men. You know, and then, but then men were, you know, beat, they were beat down that you had to be quiet because if you weren't a woman, it was, you had no say in women's rights and women's liberation. If they wanted to get out and get a job and go to work, that was women's business. And so men had to shut the fuck up about it. Right. And, uh, you look back on it now and find out that was all the government propaganda, a government conspiracy because the government wanted women in the workplace because they looked at Taiwan at the time that was coming up and these other Asian countries and the six, the, what do they call them? The tigers, the, uh, the Asian tigers or whatever, the six, I can't remember what they call those. There's six Asian countries like China, Japan, and they call them the, the something tigers. And, uh, they saw that the United States would not be able to compete into the eighties and nineties because we would get left behind because women in those countries worked already. They weren't seen any different. So our government knew for us to compete into the future, uh, in a capitalist market, we had to have the other half of the population, which was women that didn't work, that stayed home and raised the babies. They needed to be out in the workforce and working and generating taxes for the wealthy and for the government. And so this whole women's liberation movement, which I bet you offends the absolutely out of women that are listening, if any women listen to this, because they thought, oh yeah, we're women liberated. We want, we want equal rights. We want to work. We want to do this and come to find out it was all just government propaganda to get you out of the house and get you working so you could pay your share of taxes because are women taxed. If a woman goes to work, does she have to pay taxes on her income from what she works? Absolutely. 
fucking lootly she does. Absolutely. So does that, did that conspiracy talk make sense to me? Absolutely it does. Because if you have half the population of the country staying home raising kids, that's a lot of taxes the government's missing out on. Let's see what Ciro says. Let's jump back in the hat. Uh, the chat here, zero. I don't know where you come from, dude. You're new. I'd love to see new people. I love my old regulars like Matilda and Trav man and uh, random nomad, but it's always good to see somebody new in the chat. So zero says, let's see when we grow up, we are taught this and that, but I think that some people are really born certain ways. Absolutely. Zero. I believe so as well. I feel like some gay men just develop that female tone to their voice from being around them more. Could be. Absolutely could be. Matilda says, now we have security cameras, ring doorbells, such a shame now. Absolutely. That's so true. And, you know, here's, you know, this is, I'm going to say something that's trigger warning. You know, it's so funny. You got to give trigger warnings now. What the fuck is that? Trigger warnings. What the hell? Who is the millennial generation? I know random nomad. I know you're a millennial, but the millennials and nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault for millennials except for generation X, because there are kids. Millennials are gen Xers kids, but millennials are apps. I have, man, I just don't even understand what the deal is with millennials. And I kind of posted that today on my Instagram stories. Uh, you're the junk generation. I mean, I know everybody loves to shit on millennials, but you really are. You're the junk generation. You're the, you know, I need a trigger warning. I need mental health, you know, talking about mental health, talking, you know, if you look through my Instagram, it's all millennials. This is all millennial hyperbole or whatever you call it. They're all just talking about their, their mental health and their feelings and all of this stuff, you know, it's all about their feelings. And, you know, if you look back at Gen Xers like myself, we remember twisted sister, we're not going to take it anymore. We were cynical. We were rebellious. We were telling them to go yourself back in the day when I was a kid, you know, football practice, school, fuck high school, you, you know, that is who Gen Xers were. You know what I mean? And that's who I am. I'm still a Gen Xer to the core, man. I was so rebellious when I was a kid and that's never left me. And people want to shut me up now because I've always been this way, man. I don't know what happened to you. I've always been this way. You know, in Texas growing up, it was the conservatives that I looked at as little bitches. They were such little bitches. They were always complaining about this or complaining about that. Your hair's too long. A men's hair shouldn't be that long. And I, and, and, you know, uh, so I grew my hair out. My hair used to be down damn near to my belt line or, you know, my, my waist. It was at, at one time in Texas, living in Texas, just to despite those mother. So I'm not about judging people. So that's when I say like gay people, I believe they're born gay. So, I mean, you can't change who somebody is, but don't start pushing your stuff down my throat. If I don't believe in it, like, uh, you know, when I had long hair being rebellious in Texas as a kid, as a teenager, and I had long hair and, you know, I'd walk into a restaurant and, you know, uh, 
dudes would, you know, them old farmers would talk shit, you know, they'd be talking smack, you know, about, oh, is that a boy or is that a girl? I don't know, Phil, I can't tell. Looks like a guy, but hell, with that long hair, you can't really tell. So I understand all that stuff. You know what I mean? I get it. I grew up in that generation. But, you know, and I didn't like that closed-minded conservative tone. So that's why I railed against conservatives. So I look at it. I just kind of rail against whoever's in charge, I guess, because now it's the liberal agenda that's in charge. Back then, it was the conservative values. And I understand those conservative values because like i said you know it was because of those conservative values back in the day that you didn't have to lock your door that you didn't have to do this and you didn't have to do that and i didn't see it as a kid i see it now that a lot of things that i railed against as a kid i was wrong you know what i mean like i'll never forget like i saw this thing like in the 80s and it was like this little news clip of like i don't know truman or i don't know some old racist dude running for governor or whatever. And I remember being so appalled by what he was saying, but I'll never forget because I went, wow, because it stuck with me what he said. And it's it was some of the most racist shit I'd ever heard. But he said, he goes, because it was, it was talking, oh, it was in Arkansas. It was in Arkansas or somewhere when they were opening up the, the schools to be uh, integrated. And uh, they were interviewing this person in like Little Rock or whatever. And he's like, you start letting these black people do this before long. Everybody in town's going to have to be locking their doors. What? And I what? Because I was offered letting black people go, you know, go to school with me or wherever, you know, I don't think there's any black people shouldn't be allowed to go to school. And I don't think integration's wrong or anything. He was right. You have to say he was right. Because he said it's some racist shit. It's so racist, but it's truth. So truth trumps everything. No, no uh, Trump or, you know, no uh, pun intended. For me, honesty and truth trumps everything. And I'll never forget it was a black and white clip. And this old racist dude who was throwing a fit because they was letting some black girl go to the white kid's school and they had to, and the police had to like escort her to the school and like the news or whatever went to interview him. And he's, you know, and he's, he's not saying black people or, or, you know, he's saying the N word, you know what I mean? He's like, you let these start going to school with these white kids. It will be no time till everybody in town is going to have to be locking their doors. I think everybody locks their doors now, don't they? But back then, nobody locked their doors. So it is what it is. And you can get offended, and you can throw a fit, and you can say whatever you want to say. You can call people names. You can throw around the R word, the racist word, whatever you want to do. The truth is the truth. Back in the day, when this country were ruled by whites, when the whites ruled everything, nobody locked their doors. When, when back in the day, when uh, there was no segregate or there was everything was segregated, uh, there was no, you know, the crime statistics were not even half what they are today, not even a quarter of what they are today. You probably have more murders today in the city of Chicago than you probably had in the entire United States in 19. 
45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. Now, I'm just talking out of my ass when I say that. But I would almost bet money. I bet you money. Because crime, there wasn't much crime back in those days. And when crime happened, people lost their minds over it. It was like, oh, my God, a bank got robbed. Oh, my God, there was a shooting in, you know, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Holy crap, did you hear about that shooting in Kalamazoo, Michigan? I mean, now, don't get me wrong, there was no internet back then. But still, things traveled. Like when Bonnie and Clyde was running around, everybody in the United States knew what was going on. I mean, they might get the the news a day or two late, but it's like they weren't communicating. They had telegraph. They had newspapers. People knew what was going on. It's the generations today think because we have the Internet that, you know, back in, you know, our, the boomer days that they didn't know what was going on. They only knew what was going on in their little town. No, everybody knew what was going on. You had national newspapers that were, you know. You've been able to buy the New York Times in Dallas for 50 years. Uh, let's jump back in the chat, see what people have to say. Travman. Zero. Uh, let's see what Zero says. Zero says, I agree to trigger warnings that people are becoming too soft and not able to take any jokes or anything without offense. Absolutely. And what I love though, Ciro, am I saying your name properly? Ciro, Ciro, is people are waking up to that or people are starting to push back on it. It's taken forever, but it's starting to happen. Travman, yep, I felt with all of this kind of stuff through the 80s in Minneapolis, Murderopolis, 2021, 20 plus 21. How old am I? Yeah, we kind of given our age away, but that's okay, uh, Travman. Travman says, yep, I lived through all that stuff. Sarah, most of the time I double or triple lock my doors to feel safe. So that's a thing that, you know, our great, our great grandparents did not deal with. They didn't lock their doors. They didn't have to lock their doors. You know, that's, that's, that's how far we've progressed. And you listen to these millennial kids these days, especially the 24, 25, 26 year olds. They think that the past generations are just so dumb and, you know, everything is so progressed now. And, you know, society's so much better because we're so much more intelligent and they have the internet and we have the internet now and technology's progressed so far when it comes right down to it. We have digressed, digressed way back, way, way, way back in lots of different ways, lots of different ways, society in general, society in general. And then now you have white leftists that are railing against all of this different stuff. And if it wasn't for white people, all of that different stuff would have never happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, people that are, you know, that, that, that are on the, you know, it's, let's take slavery, for instance. So now that's a whole big thing, slavery, reparations, and all of this stuff. Well, if it wasn't for white people fleeing, freeing the slaves, the slaves would still be slaves. Correct? If it weren't, let me say this again. If it weren't for white people, yes, white people got together and said, you know what? I don't think slavery is that good a thing. You know what I mean? Maybe we shouldn't have slaves or maybe we shouldn't keep people as slaves. Maybe we should be better. And they were progressive. So they freed the slaves. White people did that. 
And now it's white liberals that are railing again. You know what I mean? It's white people that freed the slaves. I mean, they fought a war. They had to fight a war. You know, that's part of the war was, you know, people keeping slaves and taking slaves away from them. But, you know, it was white people that was fighting white people to free the slaves. Right? Republicans. Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Uh, which, you know, that bites the Democrats right in the ass because uh, they, you know, they want to claim uh, Lincoln. And so they can claim Lincoln. They will immediately talk about, well, you know, the party switched. The party switched. Everybody knows the party switched. No, that's bullshit. It's just another uh, thing where liberal, you know, Democrats can't admit the truth. You know what I mean? They got to spin everything. Uh, let's see. Let's see what Ciro says. Most of the time now, I double. Oh, I, I read that already. Uh, Soros says, I think that our country needs a reason to unite and be together. That COVID hasn't helped at all. The most we have been united so recently was 9 11, which is horrible, but everyone was together. You know what, Soro? I absolutely agree with you. But the problem is, bro, is, uh, and I hope I didn't offend you by calling you bro. The problem is, is a 9-11 wouldn't unite the country because there's a large majority of this country that wants to see the other part of the country dead. And I can tell you that is a fact. I know there's a lot of liberals that despise Republicans or Trump type supporters so much. They would just soon see them dead. Uh, when the country music thing festival happened shooting in Vegas, I saw a lot of liberal friends of mine going, they good. That's what those Trump supporters deserve. That's what those, that's all them country music supporters. Cause it was a country concert and there was, it was even on the view. They talked about it on the view. When one of the girls on the view said, you know, I, I was horrified. One of my girlfriends said, Oh my God, I was so happy. They got shot. It's a bunch of Trump supporters. Maybe they'll talk about, you know, gun laws now or gun, you know, new gun control. So we're too divided at this point. So there's not going to be, I don't think there's anything. I mean, the only thing I think that could bring this country together, there is one thing I literally do believe that could bring us together as one again. I think it could bring the entire world together. The only thing that would be, would be an alien invasion. I think if aliens come down, like when Ronald Reagan, wasn't it Ronald Reagan that something that said something about if, you know, if aliens invaded us that, you know, everybody would come together and there wouldn't be any Democrats or Republicans. It would be the human race. You know, there wouldn't be any Russians or any Americans. It would just be the human race fighting the aliens as one. That's the only thing I think at this day and time that could bring this country together would be like an alien invasion. I don't think anything politically, I don't think, you know, I mean, even like, uh, you know, like now, if you say, you know, it was Saudi Arabia that rammed the planes supposedly into the World Trade Center. Now, there's a lot of argument and speculation about who it really was. But, you know, if you go back to the, the narrative of the story and what the government released, it was Saudi Arabia. If you say anything about a Muslim person, person that's derogatory, you're now a uh, Islamophobic. You know what I mean? Well, they killed 3,000 Americans, right? It <laughs> knocked down two of our most iconic buildings. And now you're worried about hurting their feelings? Millennials, you're worried about hurting their feelings? I don't give a f about their feelings. Now, I have dated a Muslim girl from Pakistan. I have nothing against Muslim people. As a matter of fact, uh, the Muslim people I know, some of the most... Uh, 
God, what is the word I would use? Um, moralistic, I guess their morals are, you know, very, very in check, you know, like real, like if they tell you something, they're going to do it. Like when she told me she was going to do something, you know, I had other girlfriends that would tell me something similar. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I think whatever, you know what I mean? And I would think the same thing with her. She'd say so. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And she would do it, dude. I'd be like, did you, you know, did you do so? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's already done. Oh my God. You did it. Cause if she said she was going to do it, she was going to do it. She wasn't just blowing smoke up my ass. She was going to do it. She, if she said it, she was going to do it. And if she didn't do it or if something happened, she would literally let me know like, Oh, you know what? That thing I said I was going to do. I can't do that. Just wanted to let you know, I can't do it because I had this and I had that. She never flaked on stuff. You know what I mean? And I just always considered it part of her moralistic background being a Muslim. They just do things differently. Um, I know it sounds weird, but you know, she was, she is, um, uh, you could count on her still today. Like if I had somebody to call and I needed something, like if I really needed something, she would be one of the people that, you know, I very seldom, I don't really have a lot of people that I would call that I think I could depend on. But if I needed something, I think I could depend on her. I think she would all, I mean, she would be there for me and I haven't even seen her in probably like five years. Let's see what Trabman has to says, has to say. Trabman says, astronomer, go away now. Astronomers, go away fruit fly. Astronomers have found several planets that are in Goldilocks zones and habitable zone, and time is relative, relatively time relatively. So, therefore, it's relative to their spin and mass of their planet in the habitual zone. Yes, and it's kind of crazy that all of a sudden our government is coming out and talking about aliens when, for the last forty years of my life, that I thought about UFOs or even said anything about UFOs. It was all big government, top secret. You know, they never admitted to anything. You know what I mean? It was just always, you know, the government just something they always sidestepped. Now they're coming out releasing videos of Navy pilots taking, uh, you know, videos of air, you know, these alien aircraft. And, you know, they've even renamed them something. They're not UFOs to the government anymore. So that's all. That's kind of interesting, too. You know, it's kind of funny because, like, uh, if you, ever listen to bill cooper or william cooper who wrote the book uh behold a pale horse um he always said that the united states government i don't know if you know this he always said that the united states government knew the origins of man that you know the 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 higher ups he said might not even be the president but you know, there's a there's a major there's a there's a minority of government at a certain level that knows the origins of man, that it's no secret anymore. And I always wondered about that. Uh, and what exactly what he meant with that. Very interesting. I always found that very interesting and very compelling that he would always say that. Uh Sor Soros says people will believe anything that they want to hear. Very true, very, very true. All right, guys, this, this freaking hour has flown by. Matilda, you still with us? Yeah, I was pretty much ranting again today, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I was going to touch on one more thing, but I forgot what it was now. I didn't write it down. I'll have to remember it for next show. All right. Matilda says, yep, still here. So yeah. Um, you know, I just, uh, I think we're going to 
I think we're going to, oh, uh, I know. So if you didn't know, the FDA has now come out and actually put a warning on all three of the COVID vaccines for heart inflammation. The Swiss Vapor, what is going on? Hey, good to see you. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, where this all goes. It's going to be crazy if we find out that these vaccines have some kind of really bad adverse effects after a while. Um, it's, it's going to be pretty wild. The Swiss paper says prepare for work. Absolutely. I already got my vaccines with no heart issues. I heard it's a very rare chance to get in usually teens. Absolutely. That's exactly what I've heard too, Sorrow. Yeah, I'm not anti-vax, but my only thing is, is just understand, like, it seems like people don't understand that you're the test subject. That's how the United States government tests vaccines. They put them out to the public in, in mass to find out what adverse effects has. We've been through this before. You can look back through history. In 77, they did the same thing with an H1N1 or a swine flu vaccine breakout. And lots of people, lots and lots of people got sick. And uh, there was some kind of syndrome that they got that could kill you. And they literally ended the vaccinations after only 20%, 25% of the population had been vaccinated. And you even had Gerald Ford. I think it was Gerald Ford, who's the president, like rolling up his sleeve, getting on television, getting vaccinated because they were heavily promoting people to get vaccinated. <clears throat> and the thing is, is once you get vaccinated, they're waiting to see what adverse effects, like all these people that say, oh, I have nothing wrong with me. That's right. Right now you have nothing wrong with you, but let's look at five years. Will you have anything wrong with you in five years? And if not, then yeah, safe vaccine. It's a safe vaccine. We all know it, but you're testing it for us. If you got your vaccines, you're testing it. So we know it's safe. People just need to go into it knowing that. And it's like, people don't know that. It would stink if in a few years effects start to show up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And we don't know. We do not know. And an H the H1N1 vaccine from 2009, 11 years ago, uh, I think, I don't think it's going to show up. I really don't think it's going to show up in adults. I think adults are fine. I think it's going to show up in the kids because uh, this little 12 year old girl is now paralyzed. She's on a, the what is a DG or whatever it's called tube, and that's the same thing that happened with the H1N1 vaccine. People don't, I mean, this is not new, we've been down these roads before, but people just listen to whatever the government tells them these days. If you go to YouTube, let's do this, I'll show you. People don't know this. I'm going to show you something. I know we're already past an hour, I'm going to show you something that I don't think most people know. But if we go to YouTube right now. Let's jump to YouTube. All right, here's YouTube. Now we'll go to YouTube and we will type in vaccine paralyzes. Well, I can't spell paralyze. Paralyzed. 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 
All right. So here we are. And let's see if I can make it a little bigger for you guys. There we go. 11 years ago, teen paralyzed after getting the H1N1 vaccination. FDA members on why she voted against Pfizer vaccine. So two months ago, Vegas teen fighting for her life after receiving J&J vaccine. Did three or four of uh, uh, develop balls palsy? I don't know about that. Uh, but here we go. So teens rare H1N1 vaccine side effect, paralyzed. So if you don't know this, back 11 years ago, when the H1N1, when Obama was president, when the H1N1 vaccine came out, uh, a lot of teenagers became paralyzed. Local nurse paralyzed due to COVID complications needs help flying to Boston. Yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, it's probably the people getting it from possible side effects for teens. Woman paralyzed for 12 hours after getting the first dose of Pfizer. Okay, that's two months ago. But my point is, is not now. My point is, is just go back through history. history. And so I want to do H1N1. I don't want new stuff that's coming out. I want to look back at history 11 years ago. Teen paralyzed after getting the H1N1 vaccine 11 years ago. Teens rare H1N1 side effect 11 years ago. Uh, flu shot blamed for paralyzing Tampa girl five years ago. H1N1 vaccine risk 11 years ago. Doctors advise against swine flu vaccine 10 years ago in Australia. Get it? We've been down this road before. But people blindly are conformists these days and trust whatever the f the government tells them. That's okay. It's okay. But just know that you're the test person. Now, I'm throwing off Facebook right now for saying that exact thing, but I said test monkey. I said you're the test monkey and got a 30-day ban from Facebook. Just know that. And if you go into it understanding that, there's nothing wrong with that. But what irritates me is uh, there's so many people that don't understand that. They feel like these vaccines have already been tested and are safe. And that's not the case. No, you're the test person. That's how they're finding out if they're safe because they're giving them out in mass and seeing what the adverse effects are. Now, there used to be a doctor. Uh, it's not this video. You booked a it's not this video. There's a doctor. It's not this one. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, uh, let's see here. So there's a there's a video. It's H1N1 vaccine. Safe. I was keeping up with this stuff. Guess when? So everybody gets mad at me and gets triggered when I start talking about this stuff on Facebook or if I start talking about it on Instagram. I was keeping up with this stuff in 11 years ago during the H1N1 breakout. I was keeping up with this stuff just like people are keeping up with the C-19 nowadays. I was keeping up with this and seeing what was going on. So everything that I'm saying now is the same stuff I was saying 11 years ago during the H1N1 outbreak.
So this is the video I was looking for because I saw this video 11 years ago. So I immediately came back when COVID started, the, the vaccines for COVID started coming out. I immediately came back to refresh my memory and watch this video. So here we go. And this applies to COVID as well. What this doctor says applies to the COVID vaccine, vaccine as well. It's been fully developed in the last six months. Uh, so as a result, we don't have millions of doses given to know how safe it is. It has been tested on several thousand individuals over last summer and it appears to be a safe vaccine. And also in experts that deal with vaccine manufacturing, the process and the type of vaccine it is, it, the anticipation is it will be a safe vaccine. However, we'll really have to wait until millions of individuals have gotten this vaccine to be able to see if there are some minor side effects that people get. Now, some people worry about getting more serious side effects, such as may have happened back in 1976 when the last time we had an influenza that was related to a swine influenza uh, occurred. Uh, as some may remember, there was an outbreak on a, a military base in the United States of uh, swine flu and a new vaccine was relatively rapidly put together and given to, I think it was over 40 million people. Some individuals developed a rare uh, peripheral nerve problem called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which could cause some paralysis, which in its most severe form could be life-threatening, but usually was a, you know, a, a self-limited disease that got better. It's still unclear to this day if this vaccine was actually associated with this uh, disorder or not. But there is a possibility that a very, very, very small number of people got this uh, disorder, Guillain-Barre, as a result of the vaccine. So we were obviously, uh, you know, concerned about any new vaccine. And as I said earlier, we, we just won't know until millions and millions of individuals get it. Now, what we should remember, though, is that although H1N1 influenza appears to be a mild illness in the majority of individuals that get it, there are some rare individuals who get serious, life-threatening, if not fatal complications from it. So like any decision that we make in life, we've got to weigh the balance of the risks. Fortunately, the risk of getting serious illness from H1N1 virus is low, but it's still not zero. The H1N1 outbreak that started in 2009 and... Bam. So what that doctor said is 100% right on point. I mean, absolutely on point. But my problem today is you can't hear something like that. There's no doctor out there right now that is just putting it out there in layman's terms. Like you have to weigh the benefits. Some people get sick by H1N1 and could die. So like anything else in life, you have to weigh the risk. So you have to make that choice for yourself. You don't hear that today because the big uh, media overlords don't want anybody to have any kind of doubt. They want everybody just to believe that this vaccine has been tested thoroughly and it's 100% safe. It's not. It's being tested on you. If you got it, you're the test subject. And nobody goes, nobody has went into that thinking that these days. Everybody thinks the vaccine has already been tested and has already been deemed safe. It was never approved by the FDA. 
the FDA is the ones that just came out and put out the heart inflammation warning just now. If you go, re let, we could do that. Let's go to, uh, let's go to the FDA. What is this giving me the wrong screen here? Probably because I clicked on the wrong button. Let's see. FDA. FDA. And I cannot spell for anything anymore. Oh, there it is. Vaccine. FDA vaccine for COVID. Let's see. Should say FDA warning. FDA warning. Let's see. <clears throat> so here we go. Finally, we finally found an article. Let's blow it up so you guys can see it. FDA adds warning about rare heart inflammation to Pfizer, Moderna, COVID vaccines. Okay. This stuff is buried. How nefarious is that? How nefarious is it that they are burying these stories where people don't see them because they don't want people to have any doubt that these vaccines are safe? So how nefarious is that, that the media is bearing anything that has anything negative to say about these vaccines? It's crazy. And here's another, here's, here, I'm going to end on this. So being a YouTuber, you guys probably don't know this. I saw this on a leftist channel, on somebody who reports leftist stuff. Uh, and it's a channel that I watch. He's like a crazy liberal dude but i enjoy his content uh he actually used to be on the young turks he's as progressive liberal liberal as it comes he's a big bernie fan he's a you know big bernie supporter and uh crazy wants you know socialist government and wants all of this stuff right so i listen to him because i love to get other people's perspectives he would did a video the other day like talking about the trump stuff and it was so funny because he this guy is literally from turkey he was born, I think, in the States, but he grew up in Turkey. His his family is from Turkey. He's Muslim. And uh, he gets so offended about any Islamophobia. You know, if anybody says anything about Muslims, he loses his shit. But the other day, he did a video about the Trump rally that happened in Ohio. I believe it was Ohio. And there was a girl that was going around for Newsmax or something like that. And she was interviewing all the people in the line. Now, there was a lot of elderly people, a lot of older white people, uh, you know, and, you know, you could brand them redneckish or whatever. But it was so funny to sit, sit, sit there and listen to him talking so much derogatory crap. Oh, look at these old, uh, look at the old Trump. I love Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm white and I love Trump. You know, talking smack about these older white people and all of these derogatory terms. But if you flip the switch and if it was a bunch of Muslims in line, right, and somebody was making fun, to, fun of a bunch of Muslims, calling them, you know, goat effers or whatever, he'd lose, his, he'd lose it. 
But he can sit there and talk smack about these older white people and how dumb they are and how hickish they are. And they're a bunch of redneck white people, you know, in America, we'd be better without those type people and all of this stuff. He should go to Turkey, right? He grew up in Turkey. Why are you here? Again, I'll ask that question. Why are you here? If you hate capitalism, if you hate America, if you're triggered by the American flag, get the f out, go, go somewhere else. You don't have to live here. There's so many people in the world that would love to live here, that would give five years off of their life to get to live in this country. People are immigrating from China from Russia, from Ukraine, from Syria, from everywhere. Do you think all of these people are trying to get here because they hate America? No, they're getting here because they want a chance at a better life. And you're sitting there in your glass house throwing stones at the very country that gives you the right to sit there and talk about the country you know, everything is not right in America. The government has done some very effed up things. I've seen it. I've read about it. I was reading about it in the 90s. I was appalled by the things the CIA done I found out in the 90s. I was appalled. Appalled. You know, when it comes down to it. But I don't want to live anywhere else. You know what I mean? And I'm not one of these Americans who haven't traveled and think America, you know, there's no other great countries out there. I thought about moving to France before the whole Syrian refugee thing pushed all these Syrians into uh, Paris and France. I love Paris. I've been there many, many times. I've spent time there. I've worked there. I do love Paris. And I had, I had a love affair with that city. And I actually, at one time, a few years ago, thought about moving to Paris. I absolutely looked into it. I had a friend of mine. She went there and lived for six months. And, you know, I was talking to her while she was living there. So I really thought about it. I've been all over the world. I've been to Iceland, Greenland, Paris, uh, France, Germany. Uh, the UK, uh, Italy, Spain. I mean, I haven't just been to the United States. Yes, there's beautiful countries out there, but you don't find so many people from all over the world fighting to get into Spain. I mean, I guess there probably are, you know, I don't know. But when it comes to people talking about the American dream, it's America. And, you know, when I travel to other countries, one thing I can say is, you know, there's this leftist attitude. Like if you go to another country, like if you go to another country and they find out you're American, that they immediately go, oh, dirty Americans. Yuck. I never got that. I never, never got that. When I was in another country and somebody, oh, what are, what are you from? What are, what are you from? I'd be like, um, I'm from Texas, United States. I live in Los Angeles, but I grew up in Texas. Oh, Texas. Yes, cowboy. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. American. American. Oh, you're American. Tell me. We, what, tell me what America like. Dude, I got that everywhere I went when I traveled the world. I never got like, oh, yeah, dirty Americans. You know, the only thing I will say is in Paris, uh, in France, they like to be if you walk up to somebody on the street and you're trying to get directions from them or say something to them, it's like, excuse me, Monsieur. you know, they like you to try 
which we're kind of like that too in America. If you walk up to them and go, Hey there, how are you? Can you tell me how to get down here to the cafe so I can get a, get me a cappuccino? You know, they're going to look at you like, Oh, you know, Oh, Oh yeah. Cause you're abrasive. But if you, but they are very, they will help you and are very willing to help you. If you, you know, excuse me, missile, you know, if you try to, uh, you know, use their language, they're, they're very willing, you know, I mean, if you tell them you don't speak much French, but you know, I must say, mercy, you say, thank you. And, you know, they're very, very nice. But if you come up to them like a hillbilly, you know, and just approach them like they should know English, they do get offended. You know what I mean? So I've heard people, Americans, you know, my Texas people, you know, going, oh, goddamn them French, man. They're some rude sons of bitches. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're rude because they look at you like you're rude. You know what I mean? Because you just think everybody speaks your Texas lingo and everybody does it. You know what I mean? And uh, I learned really quick in France that if you try to be, if you're polite and you're very couth and very, you know, and, you know, try to use whatever French, you know, and learn a few lines, learn to say, mercy, mercy. Thank you. You know, they're very, very, very nice people. Anyway, guys. All right. I think it's time to exit the soapbox. It's a hour and 28 in man. Uh, the other day when, uh, I had my guest on Kelly, we went for two hours and now today I'm pushing an hour and a half. I used to never go try to go over an hour. But I got like six people still in the room. So it's always, it's nice when I have people still in here. Let's see what Matilda's got to say. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, the Swiss. He's in, he's, we have the Swiss vapor. Let's look at this. Here in Switzerland, they approved only three, Moderna, and I forgot the other one. You're in, Sw in Switzerland. Dude, I love Zurich. I've been to Zurich, Switzerland. Beautiful city, man. It's so clean. Zurich, Switzerland. Oh my God, that city is so clean. Everything is expensive as, but it's so clean. It's so clean. How do you guys keep those cities so clean, the Swiss vapor? Because I live in Los Angeles. And I'm telling you somebody that somebody from Zurich, Switzerland, who's never been to the United States, if they came to Los Angeles, they would literally be appalled. They would be appalled. Yeah, that's one thing I love about Switzerland, man. And it's funny because, um, you know, I got deemed a racist because I was talking about uh, like there's certain countries out there like you can even look at Germany. Uh, Switzerland, uh, Sweden, Holland. If you look at these countries, they're some of the happiest in the world and they're some of the safest in the world. Like Japan. Let's, let's go to Japan. We don't have to use, because what, what Holland, Switzerland, Sweden, uh, what those countries, uh, Germany, what those countries all have in, in, in common, there's nothing but white people that live in those countries. I don't care what you say. I remember when I was in Berlin, you know, I had somebody that got very offended because they were, you know, I was saying when I was in Berlin, I didn't see any black people. I didn't see any brown people. All I saw was white people. And I remember being there on my fourth or fifth day being there. And I went into a coffee shop and there was a couple of black guys sitting there. And I was like, oh, black people, there are black people in Germany. 
And I was just amazed that there were some black people that I ran into at a coffee shop. But it took me four days of being out and around in the city before I saw any black people. This is Berlin. I'm not talking about some little po-bunk town, you know, outside of, you know, or in Germany. I'm talking about Berlin, their main city. I'd, oh, it took me four days before I saw anybody of color. So, but if you look at those cities, there's, I mean, of those countries, there's some of the happiest and the safest. So let's go to Japan. We won't, let's leave the white people behind. Let's go to Japan. Okay. So Japan is very, very strict with their, um, it, with their, uh, Jesus, uh, with their, um, my brain just went, if you want to immigrate to Japan, if you want to move to Japan, like myself as an American, if I wanted to move to Japan, um, if I wanted to move to Tokyo, let's say, if I wanted to immigrate to Tokyo, it's very hard to do. And Jap the Japanese make it very hard to do. They don't want a lot of other people in their country. They want Japanese people in their country. They want people that understand their culture in their country. They don't really want, they're not really keen on outsiders immigrating into Japan. They're just not. A lot of people, they take a lot of heat from it uh, that they're racist. They're not racist. They have a good thing. They're all Japanese. They have their culture. They're ha they have their ways. Everybody understands those ways that are Japanese. You have to understand that. You have to respect that. And here's the kicker. Here is the kicker, right? You can talk all the sh all the sh you want about how racist Japanese are, or you can say whatever you want to say about them. But here's the kicker. Here's the bottom line. Tokyo. Is Tokyo now the largest city in the world? I think Tokyo is now deemed the largest city in the world with a population somewhere around 32 million. If I'm not mistaken, let me look. I, my brain may be... Let me, let me verify because my brain may be, I may be completely wrong here. So let's look this up. Uh, let's just put largest. Uh, I, I'm going to say it's, I think it's Tokyo. Let's see if I'm right. Maybe wrong. I know at one time it was Mexico City, which I've been to. Tokyo, Japan. Bam. Am I right or my motherfucking right? Right here. Largest city in the world is Tokyo, Japan. 37 million. I said 38 million. Damn, I was close. 37 million population. Tokyo, Japan. Right? Okay. What's the kicker? What is the kicker there? What's the kicker? You ask? The kicker is Tokyo, Japan is one of the safest cities in the world. And it's the biggest. And they have no integration at all. Everybody's Japanese. It's almost impossible to immigrate to Japan. Now you can do it, but you're going to have to jump through some hoops. And it's not going to be cheap because they don't make it cheap. Because they don't want you there. They don't want me there. They don't want me to move there. They don't want you to move there. They don't want you there. If you're not Japanese and if you weren't born there, they don't want you there. And I absolutely commend them for that. 
I say, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care if you deem it racist or whatever. They have a beautiful, very civil, very safe society they've created for themselves. They don't need you there. You may be a criminal. You may stab somebody. They don't need you there. You may be black. You may be white. You may be whatever. They don't want you there. And when I see people that uh, move to Japan, I just think to myself, wow, they don't want you there. You've immigrated to a country that doesn't want you there. And they make it very clear. They don't want you there. There's literally like a movement of black guys that are moving to Japan. Uh, you can find videos on YouTube. And I just think to myself, that's weird. That's kind of crazy because they don't want you there. They don't want you there. I don't care if you're black or white, yellow, orange, pineapple, purple, whatever. If you're not Japanese, you weren't born there. They don't want you there because they've created this little haven for themselves. They have the largest country in the world or the largest city in the world, and it's safe. And there's no city in the United States that's that safe. Because we welcome everybody. And the unfortunate thing about that is it's not, there's nothing wrong with be welcoming to be welcoming to everybody. The only problem with that is you have people that with a, that have a moralistic compass that's in the dirt and are that have a criminal mindset. Let's see what Matilda says. Matilda says my Japan trip was canceled due to COVID was so bummed. Not sure when I'll be able to get there now too busy with the move to Tennessee. I have never been to Japan, Matilda, but I do want to go. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I actually looked at moving there, you know what I mean? Uh, just to experience it. Cause I was really, I want to live somewhere at some time out of the States. Um, I've never lived abroad and I want to pick a country at some time and move there. So I looked at Tokyo. I've looked at Hong Kong. Uh, I want to pick like an Asian state for some reason. I don't know why. Um, uh, It'll probably be more like Thailand or Vietnam or something like that. Uh, but with Japan, I ruled Japan out just for the simple fact is I know those people don't want me there. They don't want me there. I don't want to live there if they don't want me there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like they're going to be rude to me, but I know deep down, even though they don't say it, they don't want me there, if that makes sense. So I would visit Japan. I would visit Tokyo, but I would never leave. I would never live there because I know those people's wishes is they don't want me there. Uh, the Swiss vapor says, go to Manila. That's a good one too. Uh, Swiss vapor. Very, that's a, that would be a good one. All right, guys. Gosh, we're running out hour. So it's funny cause I'm a lazy bit, lazy bitch. And, um, it takes forever if I go over an hour, then I have to wait, like, instead of like four minutes, I got to wait like 15 minutes to download the audio to this, to upload it to like Apple iTunes for just the, the audio part of the podcast. And here I am an hour and 40 and still going, uh, random slacker goes, uh, stacker goes, you're still live. Yeah, we're still going around. Just getting ready to wrap it up. Uh, Matilda says, I've been to seven continents, love, love, love many places, but the only other country I've seriously considered moving is to Ireland. Ireland's got their problems too, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, an, it's nice. They get a lot, they get along a lot better with, 
you know, the UK now. So that's a good thing that they're not the UK and Ireland aren't fighting each other with Northern Ireland and all that stuff that was going on, you know, the IRA back in the eighties, they all seem to get, get along a lot better. Yeah. Random, random stagger says I came back at the end of the show. It's all good, buddy. You can watch the rebroadcast if you want. It's a long one, an hour and 40 minutes. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for stopping in. Uh, I may do one more live on Friday with StreamYard before I cancel. I think I'm going to probably cancel this weekend. So the StreamYard live software that I'm using to multi-stream to Twitch and YouTube. Uh, once the live stops, if I can't multi-stream from OBS, then the live stream will always probably be on Twitch. So I may lose a bunch of you guys. Uh, but if I can multi-stream it through OBS, I'll probably still multi-stream to YouTube and Twitch. Uh, but if I start just live streaming to Twitch, then I'll just load it onto YouTube as a video. But as of this weekend, probably maybe even Friday, we'll see. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to be canceling my StreamYard uh, subscription, which is what I use to live stream to YouTube right now. Anyway, guys, just wanted to let you know that we got eight people in the room. I always hate, I always feel weird leaving when there's still several people watching. Matilda says, I think Brexit is responsible for them getting along now. Have a great weekend, everyone. Yes, everyone. Uh, we'll see you back here, uh, hopefully on Friday. Um, we'll see. Thank you, Matilda. It was great to see you, Travman. So, Matilda, it was so good to see you, Travman. So good to see you. The Swiss Vapor, dude. So good to have you, man. Uh, Ciro, so good to have you. A couple of new faces there. I've never seen before in the chat. Uh, who else am I missing? Oh, uh, Random Stacker. Monster John. Joe Eldorado. Almighty fly based. What's up? I didn't even see them. They were on Twitch. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for stopping in. And remember, let me find my outro here. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace, love, and chicken grease.